welcome everybody. Here we are, Here another we are. movie club in a brand new setting. Look at that! Wow, wow. take it in. Everyone, drink it in for a second. Mm -hmm. It's the first thing we've ever filmed on this set. Yeah, this actually. is really just kind of like I'm gonna get everyone. We're not even gonna talk about the movie today. We just want everyone to kind of just soak in the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, we soaked it in. Oh, if you have anything, I mean. I'm choosing not to talk. I'm going to drink it in. But if you guys want to talk about the movie, you know, feel free. Welcome to Movie Club, everybody. Uh, it's a beautiful day here in San Diego, California. And we're talking about a beautiful movie. Uh, 1966, The Battle of Algiers. <laughs> celebrate good times. Come on. I really, yeah. It's a celebration. That song's not in the movie, but, but if it was... If you play that song to the movie, it lines up. Did you know that? Yeah, it's it's kind of like a Dark Side of the Moon Dark thing. Side of the yeah. Moon thing, but it's mm -hmm. this song in the subject. I do yeah, think... That first clap coincides with police officer getting shot. <laughs> yeah, I do think it was cool kind of seeing the first time you got Party Rock Anthem in a movie soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Like, they finally... I don't know. That was just neat to see the genesis of that. Um, yeah, I don't... Uh, I picked this movie this week. It is The Battle of Algiers. Why did I pick this movie? I don't know. How did you even hear this know. movie? Yeah, where did you I, actually... I don't know why I picked this movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Why did I pick this movie? <laughs> I'd never heard of it before. You I, had not heard of it. I, heard, I heard it was good. You know, just being generally involved in filmmaking, you always yeah. hear about certain films, you know, Cinema Paradiso, The Seventh Seal, The Bicycle Thief, Citizen Kane, Casablanca, and, you know, Battle of Algiers was just lumped in with all those... Classics. It's mm -hmm. regarded as a masterpiece. So I said, hey, let's check it out. And check it out, we did. Mm -hmm. Oh, did we check it out? Yeah. I I won't give you my review of the movie yet. We'll save that till the end. But I do remember thinking, man, I must be at least I'm almost done with this movie. And I hit pause and I was literally 20 minutes in. I was like, oh <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> I have a ways to go still. Oh, yeah, man. a lot happens in this film. It does. It 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 was a dense film. That's what yeah. I would say. When I was watching it, I was like, "This is, there's a lot going on. I feel like I need a second viewing, mm -hmm. which yeah. I didn't get because, you know, I got things to do. I, sure. I, I got to move on with my you life. You can't have so much fun in one day. Exactly. It's a battle of free time. Now, um, <laughs> it, I assume people out there may not be familiar with this film. So we'll give a quick introduction to it. It was made in 1966. It's a French film that's actually directed by an Italian director. Oh, what was his name? It was like, uh, oh, it's an Italian name. I can't. Rocco, can I get your expertise? Giuseppe. Oh no, what God. is it? That, uh, Guillo Pontecorvo. That's really good. Gi wow. or, I don't think it's Guillo. Could be Guillo. I think it's Guillo. Okay. Well, I'm not well, going to argue. The expert, yeah, I'm not so going to argue I'm, with you. I'm not going to. Might yeah. say Guillo. I don't know. You can say whatever you want to say. Um, some people consider this part of the French New Wave. Some people consider it for, uh, part of the Italian neorealism movement. It is essentially a war film about the French occupation of the country of Algeria and the local Algerian resistance, the rebellion to kick the French out. It's kind of like Star Wars. Yeah. Except uh, more fun, more fun with cooler weapons, cooler weapons and better robots. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny watching this movie. It just seemed like a it's movie. It's funny. Yeah. Way to start. This movie seemed <laughs> to me like 
I was back in world history class in 10th grade. I felt yeah. like I was back there <clears throat> watching this movie. And yeah. that doesn't mean it's a bad movie. Yeah. But this is a movie that would be shown in history class. Yes. So take that for what it you has will. that sort of value to it, definitely. But it's a story I knew nothing about. Yeah, I didn't know anything. So it was, you know, I really left that mo- this movie feeling like I wasn't sure my review on it. I still know I'm going to give it at the end. I, I, it's like there were, it was so impressive the things that they did and like the crowd sizes and everything was like this is fucking nuts. Yeah, this is like an epic. Yeah, there and, was. really impressive like production in this for sure and Um, and and so like that was like mind-blowing to me even like the explosions and yes it was just like damn dude that was the thing i was going to bring up just the thing i was most impressed by is there are a lot of explosions in this movie that are not only practical well yeah of course what, what are they doing cg back then of course they're practical but i'm but i mean practical in the sense of like they're blowing shit up with people in the same room Right. Like, not just, oh, man, in this field somewhere, there's a giant explosion. No, there's... I was... Sorry, I was cracking... It's going to sound like an insult towards the movie, but it really is very impressive. They would do these things that seem dangerous for the actors. Yeah. There is one scene I'm just... I guess I'm jumping ahead here. Tell us the scene where you cracked up during Battle <laughs> of Algiers. Uh, well, there's a part where they, there's people dancing in a club and a real oh, explosion yeah. goes off in the club that they're dancing. And they don't cut away like it's in the room. Um, but I'm, I must have re because I was impressed by it. I right. rewatched it 20 times. Like, how are they doing that? How do they survive that? And you can see so many extras and, and actors going. <laughs> oh, really? As they're dancing. They're just scared. Going, Oh, and then it goes up, boom, you know, but you could tell they're waiting for that to happen. And that was crack. You know, just knowing the nuts and bolts of, right. of it, it was cracking me up. That doesn't make it any less impressive. That was a right. very like I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Yeah. So the movie, um, it follows these revolutionaries. And yeah, it's filmed in kind of a documentary style. It's from 1966. Yeah. But it's depicting events that happened in the 50s, and it's kind of filmed like a 50s newsreel. Yeah. Um, black and white, handheld camera, kind of like newsreel-style editing and, uh, like, dates placed on the screen. Yeah. It definitely... Um, it's advertised in America specifically saying that this is there is no documentary footage in this film. I feel like they have to make a point to tell well, you that. Yeah. Because I, it seems so realistic. They Watching it, it yeah, I was like, way. did they just film this event? Like, I really thought they did. I thought yeah. they did. So I could see why they people yeah. them did. It, they really did. It, I, that was kind of its most interesting uh, direction in it is that they, it really makes you feel like you're on the ground with that. You know, like, it, it, it's that convincing, which I thought was pretty impressive for, yeah. for an old movie. At the to, end, there's a tank going up into like the, the Casbah yeah. area. And it's like there's like hundreds, if not thousands, of people there, and it's like, well, this has to be real. Like they didn't mm-hmm. just do this, did they? But I guess that I mean, they did it. That's crazy. Yeah. They did it. They they really a movie this old trying to do something like that. I really think should could have should have been cornier, and yet somehow they uh, subvert that, and it feels real. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say that this is one of the most realistic older movies yes. I've ever seen. Usually, when you see a movie that's black and white. From the 50s or 60s, yeah. it kind of has this dreamlike quality or soundstage quality. Yeah. This movie was filmed on location in Algiers, in the place where the actual battle happened. Yeah. Uh, they used 
almost entirely non-professional actors. I think yeah. there's one professional actor in the whole movie. And it's this guy, <clears throat> I believe. It's this guy right here, Jean Martin. And he was good. Yeah. Uh, he was good. Um, but everybody else in the film is just a local from Algiers. And a lot of people in the film were actually people who fought in the real world yeah. events. The movie stars, well, it doesn't really star anybody. It's kind of a lot of it's minor an ensemble. characters. It's yeah. an ensemble cast. But mm. one character, one actor in the movie is the guy who wrote the book that the movie was based on. And actually fought in this battle himself. So the guy fought the battle, then wrote a book about the battle, and then starred in the movie recreating the battle. Crazy. Uh, it was crazy. Yeah, like you said, Sean, it's it's hard to know kind of where you fall. It, it's. I almost went away from this movie feeling like I'm not smart enough to review this movie. <laughs> yeah, I kind of felt the same. Yeah. There's so many... Uh, there's so much I don't know about world history. <laughs> There's so much I don't know about political science yeah. and military history that it's hard for me to even form an opinion on this film. Right. I do. I mean, is it good? Yeah. I do think it's a masterpiece Is it, in, as far as like filmmaking goes. If you took all the movies ever made... And you said a certain cal a certain percentage of them are quote unquote masterpieces. I would put this in that category. Just it, the sheer impressiveness of it being made, the fact that it even exists, I think, is really impressive. Kind of what yes. you were saying, the scale of it. Yeah. The fact that it is so old but seems so contemporary. The fact that it has thousands of cast members that are all unprofessional. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it seems super real. Even if you look at the picture behind us, there's thousands of people at this parade that didn't really. It, it, that's just like. That was this one shot, yeah. you know, and they kept doing stuff like this. And it's just It's kind of miraculous it exists in the form that it is. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. Um I read that they screened this movie for the Pentagon in 2003 before the invasion of Iraq. Oh. Uh basically like uh, heads up. <laughs> this is what we're going into. <laughs> wow. Yeah, check this out. All right, here's it's just a preview. Well, yeah. you know what though? Watching it it really was like shit, this stuff is like what yeah, this is like super relevant, super relevant. Yeah. And it's crazy how relevant it is, actually. And it's like, fuck, man, I guess it's been the same techniques and tactics being used. Yeah. 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 So um, the Battle of Algiers, we're going to talk about it today on Movie Club and then we're going to review it. Mm -hmm. We're going to give it some popcorn shakes. Which seems almost offensive to this movie. I don't know why giving this movie popcorn shakes is like, what are we doing? Well, I think this movie is, uh, it's a serious film. It's a dark film. It's cynical. I think I enjoyed it. I think I, it's, <laughs> it's definitely one of those movies that it, it, it warrants a second watching to form a real opinion on it. And I didn't do that. I, I only watched it once. But um, yeah, anything else you guys want to say before we kind of get into the, the story of it? No, let's get into the story because, again, I think most people probably haven't seen this movie. So. Okay, yeah. Um, and if you want, it's on, I think, what, HBO Max HBO or Max. something? If you want to check I it out. I love so. the Turner Classic Movies yeah. section of Me HBO too. Max. That's, like, my favorite part of the whole thing. That, yeah, that bumps HBO Max to me up a lot. Is It's got the new stuff, but then yeah. the whole library is really cool. Really anyway. Nice. So the movie, um, like we said, it doesn't really follow a specific main character, but instead it, it, it tries to tell the story of 
um, the occupation of Algeria by the French army through the lens of a lot of smaller, minor characters. It'll follow a character for a little while and you'll think like, oh, this must be the main character, but then it'll leave that character and follow another character for a little while. Uh, and it kind of bounces back and forth between everybody and it bounces between characters on either side of the war. I think that the two biggest characters in the film are an Algerian man named Ali Lepont, mm-hmm. who is kind of like a thief uh, and common criminal who gets brought in to the liberation um, resistance in Algeria. They follow him mainly. And then the other main character would be this guy, uh, General Matteo, who is leader of the uh, French paratroop corps that is brought in to crush the resistance. Yeah. The movie, it does have a plot, but it is more like a series of events. Like we said, it's kind of like a compilation of documentary newsreels yeah. strung together. It's almost like coverage and more it than really, a, It yeah. really did a good job of showing an escalation of how you get to, like, at the end, it's like tanks and it's all fucked up. But it starts with this, like, oh, we're going to shoot some guy. And then it, like, it just keeps adding and adding and then adding and now we're going to bomb people. Okay, now we're going to, it's like, it's just, it just keeps getting, you know, yeah. escalating. The movie actually uh, opens kind of with the end of the story. You see uh, uh, the French uh, army kind of like storming through the streets of Algeria through the Casbah, which, by the way, I'd always heard the term rock the Casbah. Is that from this movie? I thought it was. I thought it was. Wait, are you serious? Aren't they in the music video for that song? Aren't they in like kind of this kind of gear? What the fuck? Are they? I don't know. Yeah. Go watch the music video. Okay. (laughs) But I think they were, I mean, I'm, I don't know a lot about The Clash, but I thought it was. I never knew what the Casbah was. Mm-hmm. The Casbah is like uh, the citadel in a city. Yeah. Kind of like the fortified core. Maybe it's a fortress or a castle, you know, like the inner ward of a city. The yeah. Casbah, to me, was just a music venue in San Diego that we go to. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Until now. I, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it does have the moon and the crescent and the, uh, the mm-hmm. star and the moon. Mm-hmm. So. Whoa. Deep. <laughs> they, they're onto some political stuff there. Yeah. Uh, so it starts with um, these paratroopers raiding the Casbah, and they go into an apartment building where they find a couple of freedom fighters, kind of like behind a wall, hiding behind a fake wall. And basically, it's like the jig is up, you're dead. And then we rewind back to the beginning of the story. Yeah, like you said, and we start following this um, thief, common criminal named Ali Lepont, who. I think uh, is basically, you know, there's a whole political landscape that is that is already going on in this movie that I was not aware of. Mm-hmm. People out there, you're probably not aware of it either. But apparently the French, uh, in their age of colonization, moved into northern Africa and set up French colonies. And I guess they were in Algeria for 130 years Bef- leading up to this movie taking place. Mm-hmm. And then in the 1950s, this battle happened. So it's not even so much that Ali is, like something specifically happens to him to make him hate the French. It's just generally, they're kind of the occupying force there. Right. And they are just oppressing the locals, uh, the Algerians. And so he gets kind of radicalized into joining um, a liberation movement and right away i'm just gonna pause right here because this movie 
you're watching this and you're like, okay, these are terrorists. Mm -hmm. And that's how it feels watching it mm -hmm. uh, in modern day. But I, I feel like it's hard to watch this movie in a post 9-11 world yeah. and not immediately just think of terrorism and mm -hmm. everything we've all grown up with and right. been exposed to. Yes, it's with been the, our life. Yeah, for... with the war in Iraq, the war in Afghanistan, yeah. and, and the war on terror. It's hard to separate the two. Yeah. But I was reading about this movie that when it came out in the 60s, these characters weren't viewed as terrorists. Mm -hmm. They were viewed as freedom fighters. Mm -hmm. yeah. Not to say that what they do is justified. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely killing innocent people. They do a lot of fucked up stuff, but I don't think that, like, the, you know, the idea of terrorism was a prevalent thing when this movie came out. And I was actually reading that this movie, it, it, it inspired a lot of revolutionaries around the world at the time. And even, like, a bunch of student protests Hmm. You know, it kind of called back to uh, this was the era of Vietnam. This yeah. was, um, you know, the 1968 race riots in America, the student riots in America in the late 60s. Kind of the whole revolutionary spirit of the 60s is the climate in which this movie was created. I did read somewhere that this movie inspired George Lucas to mm -hmm. make Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, really? I, I thought oh, I had heard something like well, that too, and it made, it kind of made sense. Yeah. I do know it's a rumored favorite film of a terrorist, uh, Andres Batter. I don't know who that guy is, but he's a terrorist, and this is his favorite movie. I don't so. know who that is either. Uh, mm -hmm. And this movie also inspired Christopher Nolan to make Dark Knight Rises. I did hear that too. Yes. And Dunkirk. So I think I Christopher know. Nolan ranks this as one of his favorite movies. If it inspired two of his films. Yeah, yeah. you would think... Yeah. Not only inspired, but he required everybody on his cast and crew to watch this movie in preparation for those films. Oh. Interesting. Um, so Ali is approached, uh, Ali is approached to join the, the uh, what do they call it? FLN? Like, the FLN is what they're referred to, which is like the Freedom Liberation, National Freedom Liberation Front or right. something. The FLN. And to do this, basically, he's he's told this story of, we know an informant on our side has been talking to the French police and giving him information about our whereabouts. We want you to follow one of those police officers and shoot him to prove that you are committed to our cause. And they provide him with a gun to do it. And he goes through with it, but ha ha ha, the Oop. gun was empty and it was just mm. a test. Damn. Oh. And in the movie, Ali is so... He stupidly like gets in front of the cop and he's like, you're going to get what's coming to you. And then the cops like chase <laughs> yeah. him and they're like, no, you were supposed to shoot him from behind. Come uh, on. That's like one one. That's like assassination one one. Yeah. You never reveal. You do it the get cowardly real. way. Yeah. yeah. Be a coward. Yeah. Mm. I mean, do you want it done or not? That's the question. I'm trying to be all noble. Come on. We got enough heroes, buddy. All right. Um, so he, he proves that he is committed to the cause. And from that point, it's kind of, I mean, this movie's hard to describe. <laughs> it is. Mm -hmm. And also they're talking about like the terrorists, like or the FLN, the way that they worked was like, it was, they, he like, he literally drew a graph to explain it to the people, yeah. therefore us, how it worked. And it was like, yeah, you were in charge. You had a, you're a head of a cell. You had two people below you and that's all you knew. And you know anyone else, and you got your thing from somebody else, but like you don't know who it was. And you those, give your guys those two people have two people below them, right? But those two people below them 
only go up to their one person. They don't know anybody don't else know in the group. They don't know anyone else. And then the two people that they report to report to you. Right. And then you're reporting to one person who is a part of somebody else's two people. So it's like they don't know who they're working with either. And so it's impossible to take them all out, essentially. Like, it's really hard to do that. So this movie is so complicated just by that alone that it's like, and there's like four layers on top of that. It's like, oh, this is already fucking dense and yeah. confusing. Derek is always the one that kind of takes the helm on, you know, summarizing the story, kind of putting a whole kind of a thread together that in which we can all kind of talk about it. And as once I was finishing this, I was like, I don't know how he's going to pull this one off. <laughs> I'll do I, it. I really I'll do was it. like in a sense of pity, like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, so, you know, what I will say is respectable about this movie. What I actually think is great about this movie. It doesn't feel like it really takes too much of a side. I think it shows yeah. both the Algerian side and the French side mm-hmm. pretty neutrally. It represents them pretty it neutrally. It kind of makes yeah. everyone. Yeah. Everyone's the hero and the villain at the same time. And yeah. they really do a good job again, showing that. Again, it's covering it kind of like the news. I mean, not that the news isn't biased ever, but you know what I mean. It's like sure. it's covering it more than it's getting into the emotional heartbeat of it. You right. Know? Yeah. There are no heroes and villains in this movie, or everybody is a hero and villain in this movie. I really think that this, like you said, it feels like something you would watch in a history class. Mm-hmm. I kind of enjoyed that. I, I, I felt like I was learning about... <laughs> Uh-huh. The nature of war, yeah, in a way that I had not never it had never really been presented to me. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a, a moment in this movie later on. I'm going to skip way ahead when mm-hmm. the French army is having a megaphone and they're just broadcasting stuff over the radio and through the streets, trying to talk to the FLN. They don't know where the FLN are, so they're just broadcasting it, hoping the message will get to them. And they kind of say, like, I know you think we're fascist, but we're not. We've been where you are. We fought in the French resistance against the Nazis. Right. When the Nazis occupied France, there were freedom fighters there, just common people who took up arms to throw out the occupying force. Now the French soldiers find themselves on the other side of the line. They are the occupying force. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's kind of the main theme of this movie. Mm -hmm. You you never know what side you're going to fall on. Mm But you're always going to think your side is right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so watching this movie as an American, as somebody who has been, you know, just growing up, always hearing about the war on terror, always having it, you know, told to us as like a necessary thing. This was the first time where I really paused and thought like. It sucks no matter what. It, yeah. it, on either side. We've, we've we've grown up with we're in the nation of heroes. Right. You know, right. like <laughs> wave the flag because we we're a country of heroes, you know, and yeah, exactly. It paints the picture of you're doing dirty shit no matter what. <laughs> yeah. So what happens in the movie is essentially these freedom fighters just say they want the French to leave. They say the French are occupying our country. They should get out. It's our country. We want it back. We're not mad at French civilians. We're mad at the French authorities. Mm -hmm. And so they start targeting French police officers in Algeria, and they start, you know, attacking them and shooting them and killing them in the streets, essentially. And what happens, what the French government in Algeria does as a retaliation is they just send a bomb into uh, the Casbah and just just blow it up. They're like, you want to fuck with us? Fuck around and find out. Here you go. Kaboom. 
Um, that's kind of like the the first act of the movie, I would say, is Ollie getting involved in the FLN and then this first wave of attacks attempting to throw the French out. And then the French retaliates with this bomb. Yeah. In response to the French bombing of the Algerians, the Algerians, this is where they go full, I'm going to say it, terrorist mode. They respond with their own bombings. To me, this was a really interesting part of the movie because they basically have uh, a safe zone in Algeria, an area specifically for Europeans. And the Algerians, uh, who are Muslim, are not allowed to travel freely in and out of this zone. They have to go through checkpoints. I don't, I don't think they have metal detectors at the time, but no. they, they have like they're armed, being and stuff. Yeah, though. they're being frisked. They have arm checkpoints. Um, but they realize that the French basically aren't really checking the women. Right. So they recruit three young women to do three separate bombings. Uh, one of them goes to the airport. One of them goes to a dance club. One of them goes to an ice cream shop. This is kind of the scene you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this, this part of the movie is really heavy. Yes. Yeah. Because you're nervous. You're like, yeah. these women are walking around yeah. with literal ticking time bombs yeah. in their purses. And it, it was, it was so hard to watch in every way. Cause it's like, well, I care about these three women. Yeah. But now they're in this ice cream shop and this, she's looking at some little kitty and ice cream. I'm like, oh, she's going to back out. Yeah. She's not going to do this. And then it's like, oh, no, she just left that bomb there. Oh, fuck. Okay. Uh, I guess she did. Okay. And then it's yeah. like, well, what do I even, what am I supposed to feel about this? This is terrible. Yeah. You know? Now, yeah. Now, I want to clarify my earlier comments. When I said I was cracking up, okay. I really got to draw like the line. Like a kid in an ice cream I shop. Was, I crack up at, you know, we work in production. Right. We, we watch stuff and try to figure out how it's done. I, I do that constantly. And so I, I was laughing at, you know, there's clearly actors going in the background going, I know there's an explosive about to go off. <laughs> you know, I'm laughing at the production. But see, that shit used to get me in trouble in school because mm. I would do the same thing there. I brought this up a million times. But the movie Lorenzo's Oil, when the kid is decorating the Christmas tree and suddenly has a geyser nosebleed and falls from the Christmas tree, I was laughing at the stunt, you know, like how did they rig that to do it? And everyone's like, wow, he's struggling. And you're just laughing at him. It's like, no, no, no. The story is heartbreaking. But yeah. I'm laughing at the stunt, you know. So I just want to clarify. There is a difference. Okay. You, you could, just love that kid dying. No. Do you think, honestly, it's a coping mechanism? Do you not like, uh, is, no. there, is there a reason, that, like an excuse to not get too emotionally involved no. in what's oh. going on the story? No, the story is is heartbreaking. And I'm and I'm almost going to cry. But I'm I'm laughing at, man, they had I'm to. I'm almost going to cry, but I'm cracking But up. they had to rig a nose, like, gun, nose geyser to do, and I'm laughing at that. Like, oh, my God, they really did that. You know, I, I have two minds watching any, any one movie. Mm, using that double think. Yeah. Too, um, too, I'm too, I'm too brained. Yeah, I don't get it. Double brained. I don't know. I, I, two brains watching at the same time. Oh, I, I need to be too brained to understand that yeah. sentence. I got both of them, you know. So... I don't even know where to go from here. Uh, popcorn shake. No. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the women, um, they plant these bombs and yeah, a big, I feel like a big theme throughout this movie, like we've already said is no heroes, no villains. Yeah. Not really good. Not really bad. You're just in a situation that sucks. Obviously the movie does a good job of making you understand where the Algerians are coming from right. and feeling like, we have to wage a war, in, but we don't have the capability to do it. 
they resort to what is known as guerrilla warfare, what we would call in modern day as terrorist attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's clear that the women doing these bombings, it's weighing heavy on their conscience. Like, right. I feel like I need to do this to free my country. The French have just bombed our part of the city and have killed families. Right. But I'm going to kill families right now to like make up for it. And you could just see the weight. You feel the weight when you're watching the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, a woman got to the checkpoint because she brought her little son with her to get through. So they wouldn't, you know, they would think that she was up to nothing bad. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, she's about to kill some kids and she just left her kid for a second to go do this. Like uh, that is fucked yeah. up. Yeah. It's to, fucked up. To me, the movie really shines with its realism. And I feel like this movie you can tell was made by people who lived this experience. Yes. Yeah. In real it, life it shows for sure. And in the bombing scene, there's three bombings. And I feel like in a modern Hollywood movie, it would be like, cocoon, cocoon, kaboom, just cutting between them and showing yeah. the aftermath. In this movie, the first bomb goes off, and the people who are in the location of the second bombing are down the street, and they hear the explosion, and they all run outside, and they're like, "What's, what the fuck's going on?" And they're scared, but people are like, "It's okay. It's it's just it's like a propane explosion." Yeah, it's it must have been an accident. Let's let's come back in and, and let's mm-hmm. let's just get back to what we were doing. And it was like, "No!" <laughs> and then yeah. that bomb goes off, and then they realize like, "Oh, this is an attack," which. Yeah. Honestly, like, brought me back just to like every terrorist attack that like I've witnessed like through this at the like in person. Not at the zoo, not uh, the zoo on the news, on the news, <laughs> not in person. But like World you know that zoo. first plane hit the the tower, the, the first tower, and everyone's like, yeah. oh that's how the fuck they fucked that yeah, up. It was an accident. How did they mess that up? Yeah. And it's like, oh shit, another one. And then like it hits you. Same with the Boston bombing. Yeah. When the, and that's what I thought mostly when I was watching this was like didn't feel like it that could be first bomb went off. Yeah. Everyone was like, "What the fuck just happened?" Yeah. And then the second one went off, and everyone's like, "Oh, we're under attack right now." But like, yeah. it takes two for you figure that out. Yeah. And it was just so crazy to see it in this movie from the '60s. Like, oh, I've just I've seen this happen yeah. recently. There, there. I and this is gonna sound like why you bring this up, but there's a great scene in The Sopranos in the last season. Someone is at dinner with someone else and the other person gets shot in the head and it just hangs on the other guy. The guy who doesn't get shot, he's sitting at the table and you just see blood keeps hitting his face and he just kind of keeps eating. It almost takes him a while to like, that couldn't have just happened. You know what I mean? Right. It's like this thing happens. It, it, it's almost like you can't let that in for a minute. Sometimes like, your brain just freezes. Like it has to catch up to what yeah, it's seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just thinking about this from like filmmaking perspectives, but you, you mentioned a minute ago, Derek, about, uh, how movies today would like, they would have intercut those things or they would have, you know, and I also think like, yeah, movie today also would have had like kind of emotionally manipulative music. You know what I mean? And this, uh, once again, like this movie doesn't do that. Like there is a score in this movie, which I fucking loved. Yeah. 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 For the record. Uh, By, uh, Ennio Morricone. Yeah. yeah. So one of the most famous composers of all time did Godfather, did the good, the bad and the ugly. Yeah. He's iconic. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? They did, but they didn't use that to be emotionally manipulative. Like this, again, this movie is like covering it and not trying to pull you one way, you know, Anyway, it's realistic. It's 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 realistic and it's expressionistic. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, I just it feels like, yeah, somebody went through this and they're bringing their real world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Because it was just such a human reaction of of just 
the disbelief of what's going on and you don't want to believe it's as bad as it actually is. And yeah. you're like fighting reality until it's like, let's face facts. Mm -hmm. Things are going crazy. Mm -hmm. After these, after these three bombings happen, that's when uh, they bring in General Matteo, who is, he is a leader of French paratroopers. I don't know why they specify that it's paratroopers. We never, they don't paratroop into the city. You know, I think I read the thing that they were in real life used paratroopers, and so they just kept it. Yeah, like so that. that's just what happens. Yeah. Um, the attacks around the city continue to happen, and so. General Mateo and his his uh, soldiers basically go into the city and they start clearing the houses, doing uh, block by block, house by house infiltration, you know, just basically knocking on the doors, bringing everybody out and just going through the houses looking for members of the FLN, interrogating people in the FLN um, and and killing people, arresting people. Uh, and generally fighting fighting back against the the uh, insurgency. So they do a counterinsurgency. It seems like the Iraq War. I, I, this movie <laughs> yeah, yeah. is so relevant. Uh, even though it's 60 years old, it feels super modern. It feels, you know, I watch war movies that are made now. I've seen like Zero Dark Thirty and yeah. The Green Zone and Hurt Locker. But somehow I felt like this movie was more of an education mm -hmm. on how things kind of really go down. Like what you said, it's mm -hmm. less dramatized. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not trying to pull you down one it way. It really wasn't. And it was and like the actors weren't great. Like everything about this movie was like it, that doesn't matter. This is just this is what happened. Yeah, that's not what it's about. It's not what yeah. it's about. Is I'm not gonna get a crazy performance the, out of this. It's every bit of Oscar bait removed from it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> hey, this is what happened. Just so you, you know, was record of what we went through. Yeah. Which interesting enough, this is one of the few films in history that has been nominated for an Oscar in two separate years. It was nominated wow. in 1966 for best foreign film the year it came oh, out. Okay. Then it was nominated again in 1968. For best screenplay, best director. What Crazy. did it get? Like a domestic release in that Maybe. time or something? I don't know. Well, uh, other than to I've say, never heard I, of that. I know this movie was banned in a lot of countries, and it oh. took a couple of years to actually get screened around they, the world. They also like cut out like when it aired in the U.S. They they cut out the torture scenes and some of the like the mm. making like the the French look real bad. They cut that stuff out. Huh? Yeah. There's a couple of great discussions in this movie that are super thought-provoking. One is Ali talking to um, his cell leader, and he basically says, like, it's really hard to start a revolution. It's even harder to keep it going, and hardest of all is to win. Mm -hmm. You know, and it kind of speaks to how they know that they have an impossible task ahead of them, but it's kind of their only option. Like, they have no other option. Um, General Mateo eventually arrests one of the leaders of the FLN and he brings him in front of the uh, French reporters who are reporting on the battle and they interview him and they find that this guy is very intelligent, very articulate. And one of the conversations they have there, they ask him, like, don't you think it's cowardly to send women with bombs and hand baskets to, to do these explosions? And he says, like, is it any more cowardly than bombing us uh, with napalm from an airplane? And, you know, you give us your airplanes, we'll give you our women with hand baskets. Mm -hmm. And once again, the movie just kind of raises this question of, is anyone more right here than the other person? Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's uh, it it really provides it from both sides. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know mm -hmm. what else to say on that front. Yeah. Um, we're kind of speeding through the movie because we're we're this is approaching kind of the end of the film now, mm -hmm. and I feel like we've glossed over a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of nuance to this movie. Yeah, I will yeah. say that. I think one of the most artistic things about this movie are all of these little moments that on the surface may not appear to be very big, but then they are emotionally really heavy. Yeah. After one of the bombings happens in the European section, there's a little boy, a little Arab boy who's like passing out concessions and he just starts looking nervous. Like, Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh shit. Fuck, I, I, I got to get the part. fuck out of here. Yeah. And then all the adults are like, Hey fucker, where are you going? And they're like, we, it's not you, but it's someone like you. And they start like beating him up. Oh god! And like a French police officer has to like grab him and be like, it's not, it's not his fault. He like picks him up and runs away with this but, boy. But you, and like, the mob is chasing after them. You don't know anything else after that. Like, is that kid dead? Is he just knocked out? Like, they, and they don't go back to it. It's just a little section they just showed you, and it's like, oh fuck! Like, it's just nonstop things like that where it's yeah, like this moments. Is so much. Yeah. So, in trying to summarize the plot of this movie, we're we're burning through it really yeah. fast because there's a lot of things that are not like an A to B plot, but they are these just really heavy moments that yeah. really make you think about the situation. Yeah. Um. So. Towards the end of the movie, they, they have an interview with uh, this guy. And uh, again, he's kind of portrayed as the bad guy in the movie. But then in this interview, he explains his logic. And he's just a soldier. He's He leads a force. And he says, I have a job to do here. Right. You may not like how I do this job, but this is the job, you know? Yeah. The He basically says the conflict comes down to this. The Algerians want the French to leave the country. The French want to stay in the country. That's it. Right. There's two two opposing forces here. Yeah. And I am on the side of the French. Right. And he's like, I'm not even, not, not even a decision. I'm just a soldier who they tell me what to do. And this is what I was told to do. Yeah. So. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, we talked about how this inspired a lot. Of, the, you mentioned the movies and Christopher Nolan and George. There was a, this, this, there was, a, especially in this part that we're talking about is there's a lot of Metal Gear uh, vibe in there too. I feel like that had an imprint on, hmm. you know. Talking about that kind of stuff, like you know, d there's a lot in in those games about like I'm not even like emotionally involved in this, but it, this is what I'm here to do, kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, he basically said he's talking to the French reporters, and they are saying like, "Well, we don't approve of your tactics. Mm -hmm. You torture people, you abduct them, they disappear without trial. Are you mm -hmm. killing them?" And he says, "You know what? You want the French to stay in this country." Mm -hmm. This is what it takes. Yeah. Right? And that, you know, it really kind of hits home this message of, yeah, war sucks. Yeah. Right. There is no, there's no good way about it. Uh, so after following that, they do capture some FLN members. There are scenes of torture, which suck. They're electrocuting their earlobes. They're dunking it, their head honestly, in water. They're I, doing flame torture. Uh, fl the flame, flame thing was like, yo, you really did that, though. Like I, yeah. I know it's movie magic a lot of times, but I'm like, well, it didn't cut, and they just put a flame to a guy's chest. Yeah. How did you do that? Like, yeah. how did you? What the fuck happened here? Yeah. I would. Uh, 
I, don't know. I was reading there's one FLN soldier who is like sentenced to death if he won't cooperate. And apparently the director cast him in that role because that actually happened to him in the real right. Because that's the guy in the very beginning who goes out and gets his head cut off in the, like, the very first scene. And then I guess somehow he was sentenced to death in real life, but didn't get killed. But then they recreated that and they thought it'd be real from him since he knew what it was like. Jeez. It's heavy shit. Yeah. Um, towards the end of the movie, the Ali's, uh, cell leader is captured and I, I mean, I don't know if he's executed or he's probably executed. Let's be real. They never show what happens to him, <laughs> yeah. but no, eventually it comes down to Ali. He's like the last Ali LaPont is the last leader of the resistance out there. And they eventually track him down to a building, uh, that he's been hiding in. This is where the movie picks up. Uh, where it starts, and then we go back. We've come back to that point now at the end where he is surrounded by the French paratroopers. I mean, they got a 100 guys with machine guns on this building, and they wire the building with explosives, and they basically tell him, like, surrender, or we're going to blow you up and kill you. He doesn't surrender, and they blow him up, and they kill him. <laughs> and the the people with him, like the kid, which I, I got attached to that kid. Yeah. Uh, and I was sad. I was sad to see that kid get blown up. I was really thinking, like, this is almost exactly the plot of Star Wars, except at the end, Luke Skywalker doesn't blow up the Death Star. <laughs> Darth Vader traps him in a house and straps a bomb to the house and says, come out, Luke Skywalker, we're going to kill you. And Luke Skywalker puts his arm around a little kid and goes, we ain't surrendering. <laughs> come out! Yeah. Um, but there is an epilogue. So after Ollie is killed, who is arguably one of the main characters of the movie, maybe the main character of the movie. You think all is lost, but there is an epilogue that after this, the FLN has been squashed, the resistance has been squashed, it kind of galvanized the people of Algeria, and two years later, they took to the streets and rioted um, and kind of overthrew the French occupation there, and they did get their independence. Yeah. Um, and it paints it as a positive thing, but, you know... In the real world, that did happen, but there were all these political problems that followed that are not portrayed in the movie. But I guess if this movie is about uh, struggling to get your independence, they do accomplish that. Yeah. But but all the leaders have to die to inspire that movement to really happen. It also know? was something where it's like, okay, so this movie came out in, was it 1966? Yeah. And like according to the movie, I believe they got their independence like 1963. So it's like three years later they made this fucking movie. Yeah. So maybe the ramifications haven't even happened yet because yeah. it just it just happened. That's yeah. so true. This movie was made less than five years after these events actually happened. Oof. Yeah. Um, to speak to the filmmaking and move away from the story, there are scenes in this that have like thousands of extras. There's yeah. scenes of bombings going off. There's a scene where. These FLN uh, gorillas, we'll call them, are they hijack an ambulance and they're driving down the street with a machine gun, just machine gunning people, and then they see a group and they try to crash into them. Uh, lots of, you know, huge epic scenes. There's a scene where the tank is moving through the city, like you said, and the windows are all filled with people. Like right. They, they, they would stage scenes that took up the entire city. The camera would pass. There's people on the rooftops yeah. like miles away with guns. It was really impressive. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm always given chills by scenes in movies where they get a shitload of extras. I don't that yeah. is, just because you know if you I mean, you know how hard that has to be to wrangle that, especially back then. Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. Um, no, stuff like uh, that always makes me gasp. 
Yeah, I was uh, reading that the director would like go down the street with like a line of chalk and mark out the paths for yeah. these groups of people to walk. Oh on. man, that this stuff was highly staged. It wasn't just like, mm -hmm. all right, action, because go. It, but it feels that. Wait, what a fucking. I, it's incredible because it's like I watched this thing and I think they just went down the street in real life and just filmed. It looks like documentary It footage. looks like they had the actor, okay, you walk down the street and then don't worry about these people. They're just actual people. Yeah. And Because it looks so real. Like you would not know that this was not all just real with one guy being staged thrown in there. Yeah, wow. absolutely. And um, I don't I guess, yeah, I guess he there's, was just going down with chalk, just telling even people a what shot, to do. Like, uh, old movies scare me because they have <laughs> so little regard for animal life yeah, and human yeah, life, really. Yep. And there's a scene of, like, a little kid when they're trying to like, get people out of this building, and this baby is just on the ground, and these soldiers are, like, walking all over, and they, like, kind of kick the kid away. And it's like, you really just kicked a little kid. <laughs> and then, like, someone like, just picks the kid up and, like, moves him aside and, like, throws him off. But it's like... That was a real child that, what? Uh, but like that kind yeah. of shit, like, how did you? <laughs> Babies are durable, dude. I, 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 if you really, you true. know. And true. Uh, as far as the bombings that look so realistic, I hear that they did build um, full-size structures out of polyurethane oh. to blow them up. Well, what I thought, the one thing that I read that I thought was really interesting was the, the end when they blow that guy up yeah. um, in his house. They... That was the same spot his actual house was on in real life. That was the building was still gone because it was blown up. So the they, real Ali So they was built a, the, his house back to blow it up again. Oh. For that's fucking. And like you said, nuts. this was only four years after the actual battle had ended. Mm. So, right. You know, we could assume that those buildings that were blown up had not been rebuilt. Yeah. They, yeah. They, so they had space there to do it for this movie. Um. That's the Battle of Algiers. <laughs> yeah, I I was just like, what the fuck do I rate this movie? Like, yeah. I don't even know. I don't know. I think <laughs> that before we get into the rating, I also felt like this movie, uh, with everything that was happening in Afghanistan the, over the course of the past six months. Yeah. What was happening? <laughs> Check out the news. You don't know. So out. the war just ended. Kidding. Oh, and, okay. Oh. Uh, I, yeah. I just, I can't say it enough. Even like everything that happened with... Uh, the BLM movement last yeah. summer. Everything you see on the news about like militant authoritative figures, whether it's actual military soldiers from the army or just cops who are in full like squat gear with their shields, uh, just going up against regular people in the street. This movie kind of conjured all of that imagery back into the forefront of the mind, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it really just made you think about people on both sides and mm -hmm. man shit's <laughs> fucked up sometimes yeah there's no easy answers i think that's what this movie is really about at the end um yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think that people out there i think i think this movie is worth watching at least once at yes some, at some I agree. point in your life i think hey check this movie out it'll probably make you think about things in a new way yeah yes. it, might, it might not be your favorite movie it might be hard to get through. You might have to turn it off after 40 minutes, do it in three viewings, but it yeah. will make you question some of the things that you'd always held to be like true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, you know, I, that was my struggling with it when it was over. I was like, I, I, I can't, I don't know if I would say as a movie, if it's my thing. Yeah. 
but I'm definitely looking at things different, like you said. Like, I, you know what I mean? It, like, it does give you a perspective on things. So to me, it's like, well, the, well, you can't say that's not valuable. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. That's why it's a hard movie to rate. <laughs> I think that this is one of the hardest movies we've ever discussed. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. On Movie Club. Hard to review. Because to review. it's almost... It it almost it's almost not even entertainment. You yeah. Know? yeah, 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 yeah. It really just feels more of like a philosophy. It was a history lesson. Yeah, yeah. An education yeah. in like the philosophy yes. of war. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. So what do you be like? Well, uh, two popcorn shakes. Two popcorn you shakes. Know? I didn't you know? like that they blew up the kids in the ice cream parlor. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. UHF yeah. was better. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. So I think I'll go first. And I think I'm going to give it four shakers, but with the, the the statement that I will never watch this movie again, I don't think. <laughs> it was incredibly hard to watch, incredibly made. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm not upset that I watched it. It was a story I never knew, and I got to see practically, like, I don't know. I feel like I was there watching it. So, like, it was it was truly a marvel to see. It was definitely hard to watch. I won't watch it again, but it does get four shakers for me. Yeah, I also give it four shakers. Um, and I I came into this kind of knowing that I was going to give it four shakers. And I feel like it's so unfair for me to my criticism of the movie. Why it's not a five shaker film is because it's it's not entertaining enough <laughs> yeah. to be five shakers. Yeah. Because it is so heavy to watch, I feel like... It's not a perfect film, but I do think it's an important film. You know, I, yeah. I'm glad this movie exists. Even sure. if even if not everybody in the world watches it, I do think the people who do watch it will get something out of it. It's definitely a movie you're going to remember for yeah. a long time. No movie I've watched from a movie club has felt more like homework than this one. But yeah. that's not a bad thing. It yeah. has felt like homework. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah, you're learning about a subject you knew nothing about. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I will it's for me it's like a battle. It's like uh in my in my brain in my brain it's like fucking those shots in Dragon Ball Z where where Goku is blasting a thing at Vegeta and you see the beam going like against each other. Yeah. I've got like yeah, like you said the entertain like is it an entertaining movie is it, you know, in that criteria it's not my thing. But then, yeah, it really kind of changes the way you look at certain things. And again, I always give points, as I say, I'm a broken record on this, for the the how does this exist factor. The mm-hmm. fact that this movie is this old and it doesn't execute any of this in a corny way at all. It actually yeah. does it. So I, I'm going to give it a three. Um, I think I'm I think I'm planted there. You know, it. it it's not the most, uh, you know, you're not going to want to pop this on at any time, at particular time, but you should see it once. You should definitely see it once, and it's pretty impressive Yeah, how they did it. Yeah, I would put this movie, like, in school there's required reading. Yeah, I think yeah. this movie should be required viewing Yeah, in school. If you're gonna yeah, talk, I agree. If you're going to talk about, like, uh, just war in the 20th century and, and uh, America's mm-hmm. role as, like, the world police, Mm-hmm. And we always find ourselves going into foreign countries and trying to institute what we think should be done in that country. Yeah. Watch this movie because this will show you a perspective of the people who were already living in that country. 
Right. And the fact that they may not appreciate a foreign nation coming in mm-hmm. um, for better or worse. You know, yeah. it doesn't say one side is right, one side is wrong. It just says look at it from, from a different angle, yeah. mm-hmm. which I think is something important that every person in America should probably experience. Yeah. Um, Disagree. Anyway, what what's the next movie? No, I'm just <laughs> Did, I felt no, like we've been I talking agree. about this movie for 20 minutes, and I look at the clock, we've been going for 51 <laughs> yeah, minutes. It's, yeah. the, it's the opposite yeah. of watching the movie, where you feel like... <laughs> I yeah. felt like we didn't say enough about this movie, and I'm like, yeah. we've been going for almost an hour. When you, when you said, all right, we're kind of speeding through this, I was like, you know, we're coming up on an hour, right? When you said that. That's wild. That's funny. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, it's very fun. It's more fun to talk about than it is to watch. That is probably. True. There are some movies that I do feel that way about, though. Yeah. I remember when I saw... Some people might might strike me on this one yeah. i remember when i saw the master did you guys see the master the, uh, the paul thomas anderson movie yeah yeah, yeah. I saw years ago and i don't really remember much of yeah it. and I, I didn't dislike it at all mm-hmm. but i when i was discussing it with other people i'm like i am way more entertained continuing to talk about this yeah. than i would popping the movie back in right you know it wasn't like it wasn't the most like fuck wow fucking entertaining wow you know whatever uh, but you know, every now and then there's a movie like that where it's like, yo, I could talk about this forever. Yeah. Don't need to watch it again. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so that was the battle of Algiers. That is this week's episode of movie club. Thank you for watching. Check out this movie. If you're interested next week is Sean's pick. It's my pick. We're going to pick, we're going to stay in the sixties. Everyone. Okay. Uh, we're going to pick a movie that I've seen so many times, not that recently, but I've seen this movie at least 20 times in my life. Uh, I don't think anyone else I know has seen this movie. It's called Support Your Local Sheriff with James Gardner. I've never even heard of this movie. Well, we're going to check it out. We'll see what you think. It is a corny Western from the oh. 70s. So, okay. Oh. Yeah. I thought we were doing more like spiritual successor to Al Jean's. I just thought, yeah. you know what? This movie was so heavy. Let's pick something a little lighter. I was about to yell ACAB, but... <laughs> now I'm uh, a, a all all cowboys are ASAP. Bl- ASAP. All sheriffs. All sheriffs are are bad. I'm sure that's the plot of this movie. Yeah, that's what. It, yeah, he's like uh, doing rogue well, shit. Well, we'll find out Support next week. Local sheriff on movie club. Asses. All sheriffs are supported. Thank what? You. Thank you. <laughs>